The guy getting pissed on, by the way, is a piss pig. I think we should. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of In the Lion's Den. I'm your host, James Boyle, joined as always by my father, Dennis Boyle. Hello. And I don't have a f- intro for Rick Catamaran. It's like every other one now, I think, right? If I get one a month, I think that's a good. Yeah, we'll uh, call it. A, we'll call it a W. Twenty-five <laughs> percent. And for the record, we're, we've we've gone through thirty-seven hours. Yeah, I never thought it would happen. Tonight we watch season four, episode seven, entitled "Mockingbird." <laughs> And wasn't that a song by James Taylor? Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Eminem. Oh, God. Ah, uh, see, our minds weren't Wow, in you're same. missing out on that one. <laughs> we went from the 70s. I'm it might probably... have been from the 8 Mile soundtrack. Oh, I, I'm amazed I'm not familiar with it then. <laughs> and this is one of the episodes where we couldn't find a, a reason for naming it Mockingbird. Yeah, right? I don't know where the title came from. Is there, like, a guy talking about wanting to kill his wife, like Eminem? Maybe it was a homage to him. Ah. <laughs> well, he did have a... There was a killing, but yeah, we'll, we'll he, get he to that. Yeah, he had a cameo. <clears throat> he was murdering Kim with a giant broadsword. <laughs> it's really strange. So we opened it up with Tyrion and Jamie as they're sitting in Tyrion's cell, I guess you'd call it. Jamie is sort of mocking Tyrion for falling in love with a whore because Tyrion shared with him that I didn't think she'd stand up there and lie like that. Mm-hmm. And he kind of said, well, that's your tough luck for falling in love with a whore. But they actually bonded. Yeah. Right? They're still bros. Yeah. Even though it sucks and Tyrion's going to get killed. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I, I, I can't imagine it happening with but you never know. These characters in this thing, I one thing that I always know is that you never know who's going to go and who's going to stay. But yeah, they they bonded. I'm trying to remember what they were. Um, the big thing is, well, Jamie's angry that Tyrion basically threw away his chance to survive this whole ordeal and be sent to the north. Oh, that's right. He had given that th- that plan. To, yep. And Tyrion says, well, I've survived the trial by combat before, and Bronn was my champion then. Maybe he'll fight for me again. So he asked Jamie to go retrieve Bronn so he can beg him to be his fighter in this combat trial. Shit. Bronn had a new outfit. <laughs> he was like all... <laughs> yeah, Bronn, so Bronn comes in in the later scene we can touch on now, um, and he's all dressed up fancy it turns out that Cersei has gotten to him and basically given him a wife and potentially a castle a lordship at some point and that was a good scene too yeah because they you could tell they're friends and he's Bronn is genuinely yeah I didn't of his yeah I didn't see that before he seemed to always be the smart ass yeah but, but he's basically Bronn tells him look you want me to fight this guy, the mountain, this giant man. If I make one wrong move, I'm dead. And meanwhile, I have a new wife and a potential for gold and castle. He says, you're asking me to basically 
sacrifice myself for it, and I just can't do it. And he, it made a great analogy. Remember, he said, if I told you you were going to have whatever yeah. her name is, <laughs> you'd have your dick out. <laughs> <laughs> he says, if I told you, if I gave you the choice between, so we learned that uh, Cersei's champion fighter is going to be the Mountain, which is the Hounds, the guy that always says cunt, his brother. And he's this, they show him, he's this giant, like, seven eight foot, foot four. Yeah, seven four. A can power the mountain, lifter? Power, can the mountain be the mountain. Uh, maybe. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> I've never wanted uh, to know anything more about this show. I'll tell you what, Hodor is probably the second largest guy on the show now that we've seen the mountain. And Hodor's and not Hodor's, caught like this guy. Yeah, right? and Hodor's getting warred left and right. Hodor's up there in the north doing Bran's bidding, basically. We saw him, uh, the mountain, chopping some guys yeah, up. Yeah, and- they, they introduce him in a little segment that's basically like, this guy's a badass. We've seen him, we've seen the character on screen like twice before, but he's recasted in this season because he's a giant fuck. And Cersei comes up and says, well, you look like you're in pretty good shape. <laughs> Yeah, and she goes. He goes. Who will I be fighting? And she goes. Does it matter? And he just shakes his head. Yeah, he's splattered with blood from all the <laughs> intestines and everything. And he, he just kind of shakes. He said, "Nah, it doesn't really matter." Absolute unit, this lad. <laughs> Which makes me believe he's going down. So then we go to the Hound and Arya, and uh, they're talking with this guy out in the field who is dying from some kind of an injury. And what? Somebody came by and robbed him, or something, or? Uh, yeah, so I think this was supposed to be like a trap for them, right? Uh, not, not This guy wasn't in on it, obviously, because he's bleeding out, but... um they could, there's a price on... Right, the, there, yep. we know that there's a bounty on the Hound's head for killing Lannister soldiers. So, they basically have a discussion on suffering and life and endurance, and they basically... And the Hound kind of looks at it and goes, well, that ain't going to get any better. Yeah, he, this guy's bleeding out from a stomach wound. And they offer him the gift of mercy, a quick death, and the guy. I even thought Arya was going to when she. Yeah, first it looked year. like she was going to. But the old man says, "Can I have a drink?" And the guy says, "All right." And he's here, dying his thirsty work. Dying his thirsty work. I like when Arya said, "Why do you? Why would you keep going on?" And he says, "Force a habit." <laughs> yeah, he was um, a character we had not seen before. No, right? just some. Farmer. The point of that was just to set up. Right. So then they give this guy a quick death, and while they're just while the hound is distracted, some assailant flies in and bites him. Right? Like yeah, yeah, his on neck. his neck. Yeah, um, breaks his he breaks the his hound back. snaps that guy's neck, and then there's another guy who we recognize from season two, a minor character who had threatened Arya, threatened to rape Arya at some point. I I'll think. take that sword, and I forget where he said he'd place it. Bugger, I think. With yeah. It. Which means put it in her butt. Okay. Uh, so she whips out needle and puts it right through the guy's chest. Two minutes before, when the hound is putting this guy out of his misery, he thrusts the knife in, pulls it out, and says, that's the heart. That's where it will go fastest. Yeah, that's where the heart is. And damn if Arya doesn't hit a target right at the guy's heart. Right in his heart. And that hound looks and kind of just shrugs and goes, you're learning. <laughs> that's her first kill, right? Or no? No, no, no. She said... I'm trying to think of other. Remember, she did that guy. Oh, that guy, the, the guy on the ground, right through yeah. the mouth. Yep. And then she did a couple more after her brother and mom died oh, at okay. the wedding. Yeah. She's becoming a regular little murder machine. You want me to help stuff. you up? She said to the guy. Yeah, yeah. Tr- so the budding sociopath is very entertaining to watch. 
and she um yeah she shipped the guy good with that new sword that her did she say her brother gave it to her john snow had gifted he her did. that way back in like episode three of the whole series or two or something so john uh, snow we then see meeting with those other guys the elders or whatever they are about uh, how are they going to combat this force that's going to come of 100,000 plus men. Mm -hmm. Now he's suggesting blocking up the tunnel. Yeah, so they're debating how best to defend the wall against Mance Raider. The king in the north has amassed this army of wildlings uh, way above, in the far north above the wall. And they're trying to move south to get through the wall to put the wall between them and this army of undead White Walkers and whatever else is out there. Jon Snow thinks we need to act now and shut down the wall. They have tunnels that lead through it. He says, freeze them, block them with stone because this army's coming and we're not going to be able to stop them. And the wildlings are who they're concerned right, about. With the hunt. Right, okay. yeah. Mance Raider is the king of the, king of the north, or no, wait, king beyond the wall, I think they call him. Yeah. Like goddamn king. So there's some debate there, and Jon Snow is roundly dismissed. Now, the um, the wildlings are one thing, but I would think that the White Walkers are the main concern for everybody. Yeah, but not everyone believes that they even exist. Ah, okay. Yeah. Only a few of them have seen them, and they're like this creature from child's tales and fairy tales and whatnot. So people basically dismiss them. White Walker truthers. Yeah, it's, it's like... Uh, it's like if everyone thought, I was going to say unicorns, but I feel like people do think they're real. It's the lizard people theory. Yeah, there you go. It'd be, it would be like if the lizard people turned out to be real and were marching, and like if Canada's the far north, it'd be like people in Maine being like, the lizard people are coming to get us. We'd be like, shut the fuck up. David Icke was right. <laughs> so there's still a big... Uh, so disbelief. Uh, though. It was after that scene with John when Bronn went to visit Tyrion and give him the bad news. About right. It. But they seemed at the end, even though he they shook hands. Bronn yeah. And Tyrion. He, I, he says, "I really did like you." <laughs> yeah, he's kind of. It was kind of their goodbye to each other. Tyrion's in a bad way. Yeah, right but now. he's got some good. He's not. <laughs> he's he's emoting just facially in a lot of these scenes yeah. rather than going on these these long talks. Um. I think Jamie approved of his speech, though, at the trial, right? He said, he kind of said, I don't well, know, he was, was he saying it mockingly? Yeah, he yeah. was saying, well, yeah, you got to say how you felt, but you threw your life away. He yeah. says, I never would have thought you would die for pride. Jamie's annoyed because he saw a way out of this whole situation, and Tyrion kind of tossed Oh, yeah, away. yeah. And then uh, we, we see Khaleesi coming into her quarters, as she calls him, and that Killer, uh, his name begins with a D. He's the Dario, the, the one that chopped off the three heads of his co-workers and handed them to her. But she's in her room, and here he is in there. And she said, "What are you doing here?" He says, "Well, you've got the the doors covered pretty nicely, but nobody covers the windows." Right. And you know what's coming up here, right? Yeah, we know we know what's coming. There's softly lit candlelight. There's some banter between them. She's in a bit of a semi-attractive. Uh, She's in like her nightgown, outfit. sort of. And then her leisure when, wear. <laughs> but but after they left <laughs> the boudoir, it, when yeah. he left and bumped into the tent man, I still kind of go, oh maybe maybe he didn't boink her. But when they did, well, their, it was the morning after. 
But when they did the after thing, the the guys that were explaining, then I said, oh, I guess I guess they did have a role in the hay. Then. Yeah, they definitely did bang. Well, she got it's all very nice and flirty and whatnot, and she says, "Remove your clothes and all this stuff." I mean, it's pretty heavily implied. And then he's leaving in the morning, and he runs into the tent guy, who is absolutely shattered at this turn of events. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's 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 down to a pup from a fall. Yeah, he's, he is he is having a hard time. But they leave you with her saying, take off your clothes. So maybe she sees a little weenie and says, ah, the heck with this. <laughs> uh, she seemed happy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny She's the way they, because when he walked in, you could see him glancing down at her yeah. cleavage. Like, you know, and then yeah. when she's staring, she's staring right at his nether region. So it's kind of implied he's for sure. He's got big dick energy, this guy. He said, my and eyes he's a are killer to, He's a killer to boot. But let's not forget about the tent man. The tent man, yeah. So Jura's telling her, Jura is trying to swallow his incredible jealousy and envy, uh, and force his tent to relent for one second. But and but he, between that, just so you don't jump ahead, we saw after she says to the guy, "Well, let's do what you do," and you don't know whether she's going to say, "Go kill everybody," or "Let's have at it," and she says, "Take off your clothes," and that's where they leave the scene. Right. The next scene, we see the red princess and oh, okay. Stannis's wife, and and the um, the red princess is apparently is Stannis's wife. And she's obviously very jealous of this girl, but but she's like a devout follower. Okay. Yeah. So it's all about the gods and all that. Right. She's saying because the red princess says to her as she cups her face, men never crave what they already have. Hmm. It's probably the first time they've confronted the fact that Stannis had to bang the Red Lady to right. produce that de- smoke demon. And they also, the other point is that the the wife wants to leave behind their daughter, Shireen, while they right. head up north. The one with the burned face. And right. the Red Witch says, we can't do that. She's the, the, the Lord of Light has plans for her. So they're going to bring along the daughter. So does everybody just believe this Red Princess because she's such a spooky character or what? She has her like followers, yeah, who believe her stuff. Not not everyone though. No. Then as as the next scene, as the big D is leaving Khaleesi's place, you know, and, and then here comes the tent sure, man. Yeah, back. the tent guy. That, needless to say, it was a, a kind of a awkward moment yeah. <laughs> he was in fact he, didn't he say she's in a good mood yeah yeah he's like oh you're going to see the queen she's in a great mood uh jura walks in and daenerys is like oh you're early and he goes not as early as some oh yeah he knows <laughs> yeah so he is immediately disapproving um and he talks to her a little bit basically telling her you can't trust this guy. That was a good meeting. You can trust me, though. Remember, they were holding hands, and he was yeah. getting real. So he's upset. Um, so this exchange, mm-hmm. are you going to get into it? or No, go ahead. He So she lets him know that she sent Doritos to go get Yunkai, right? Yes. That's like kind of this, this discussion. Okay. Go ahead. To kill all these people, yeah. Right. Cause, and there's this tension because of what he just ran into in the hallway. Well, it's interesting because the wiki points out that, well, they word it kind of 
awkwardly because it makes it sound that <laughs> the way they worded it makes it sound like Ned Stark sold slaves. And I kind of scratched my head there and did a double take. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So. Well, her main thrust is always to free slaves. Yeah. She's big time, like, because she was a slave, right? Basically, yeah. when she first was sold to the Dothraki, she was a slave. I think her main thing was she was horny this night. But, this night, yeah, yeah, and she likes Dario, and that's kind of, there's some discussion in the post-episode thing that I, we're probably not equipped to discuss as men, but they talk about how one of, she she is like, oh god, I'm going to butcher this. I don't even want to dive she's into She's a Me Too lady, I mean? Well, it's more like she she's able to, she has agency over her sexuality, and she's, she's like, exerting that. Happily. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. She's getting... She's happy to... God, this is a can of worms. The queen can get it whenever she wants. Yeah, she's having a good time, basically. Bravo. She's a young lady. She's getting banged. She's banging people. She's having a great time. Um, Bravo. Well done. <laughs> that was that. Was that handled you made, with the you right... You made it through there. <laughs> was that handled with the right amount of grace? <laughs> <laughs> However, the tent man changes her mind about killing... Yeah. So... Uh, Daenerys is very anti-slavery and wants to basically just murder all the masters in Yunkai because they're being, they're trying to revolt again or whatever. So she says, Dario, go to Yunkai, take your soldiers, murder them all. And make that, the kid that came and said that was, my father was one of the ones you killed. Well, that's after she changed okay. her mind. Because she says, Dario, you go to Yunkai, kill all the masters. And Jorah is basically pleading for her to show some clemency. He says like, these slaves their whole lives have only known brutality and that's all they will know unless someone shows them different. So he's trying to tell her like this might cause more problems than you're anticipating. So then we, he, he mentions Ned Stark because, and this gets into some of the backstory that's not always prevalent in the show, but Jorah had sold slaves in Westeros where it's outlaw and Ned Stark had granted him clemency because instead of cutting his head off, he exiled him to Essos, the other company. Ah, okay. So Jor is basically saying, if Ned Stark had never shown me some mercy, I wouldn't be here to advise right. you. So once again, another theme in the show, how Ned Stark's actions, this is from 20 years ago, and obviously he's been dead for like five or six years in the show, still influencing parts of the plot yeah. and the characters. Can you see how clumsily worded that sentence is yeah it's terrible <laughs> the, the wiki has Jordan notes that had ned stark taken the same approach toward him when he sold slaves <laughs> he would not be there to advise her yeah that's awful not good uh, pronoun association yeah <laughs> but he never that would be a fail on the sat <laughs> he never hints that now can i have a little bit of this while i'm here <laughs> like when he first walked in you could see him sniffing going like oh i smell some some poontang in here <laughs> but then he never hints to her that he seems to be holding back holding back but yeah she knows how he feels yeah and he knows she knows so it's i think it's he does respect her and everything it's uh, like... i've had that forget it and so she tosses him a little bone right it looks like for lack of a better she word. actually, right, when they're right. leaving, says, she first says, tell him I said not to kill him. Right. And then says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why don't you tell him that you convinced me? Right. So he basically pleads his case and she says, you okay. Sexy bitch. Yeah. And then you figure he's going to say, now can I have a little bit yeah, of Yeah, we do. He's like, she was saying that to him. I want to make that <laughs> So now she's going to give the masters a choice and say, either you can 
sort of relent and stop revolting or I'm going to murder you fucking faces, idiots. Um, so Jorah gets a little bit of reassurance. But yeah, but that's it. Yeah. He's having a rough morning. The tent hasn't been pitched for a while. Yeah. We then see Hound and Arya in one of their little softer moments where the Hound is musing about his brother pushing his face into fire. Something about he was playing with this other kid's thing. It was his brother's toy he was playing with. Okay. So the brother, the mountain. They're talking about the mountain now because we're, we're going to see him fight in an episode or two. But he says, yeah, I was playing with his toy. They were like six and eight or whatever. And the 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 mountain just grabs the hound's face and shoved it right into the fire and held it there. And he says, the pain was bad. The smell was worse. He says, you know, he was thinking it was Bad enough that it hurt, but that it was my brother. Yeah, that did he says it. the worst part was it, it was my brother. Then he says, the, "Now they they pronounce her name like Aya." Oh yeah, they say Aya. Oh, yeah, yeah. He says to her, "You think you've got no one?" So it was a bit of a tender moment. If a seven foot guy <laughs> with a crushed up face and long career, filthy too. If he had a tender moment, that was it. So he's a trying rare to... moment of vulnerability yeah. from the hound, and is is the. The wound on his neck now, it's a bite mark, and he's trying to clean it, but he refuses to let her. She wants to cauterize it with fire and, mm. and cut. She says, you need to get, you need to burn away the bad stuff because it's kind of like blackening. And he says, no fire. No fire! Yeah, he got all worked up. Because, of course, he has the phobia of fire. But they share an intimate, like a, a So she said, well, let moment. me clean it up yeah, anyway. She, they're not banging. Making <laughs> <No> a sexual. <laughs> as much as, the sh- as there is in the show, there's no a sexual tender moment, moment in A here. tender moment. A tender moment. <laughs> Make an appointment with the receptionist on the way out, and I'll take care of that in the morning. But he probably the, had um, a half a stiffy, too. With yeah. Bri- Brienne is then, they're, they're showing her on her journey, which the purpose is to find Sansa, right? Right, both girls, okay. really, yeah, Sansa and Arya. And she's sitting there uh, remarking about that little pudgy guy's kidney pie tasting so good. Yeah, so they are in this inn at the crossroads and come across Hot Pie, who was Arya's traveling companion early in season two. And she flat out asks, she says, we're looking for Sansa Stark. And basically... Later on, the kid comes back and says, look, I didn't know Sansa Stark, but I did know her sister, Arya. And she went this way with the Hound, or or she's traveling with the Hound, and they said they were going to go to the River Run to find her aunt, yada, yada, yada. Basically, Brienne and Podrick are getting closer, um, or perhaps closing in on finding Arya. Because he's trying to advise her. I don't think we should be telling people we're looking for Sansa. Yeah. And then this kid comes out with some good news and, and a present for for Arya, I guess, that little cake or whatever it was he yeah. made. So uh, then Brienne looks over to Pod and says, now, and, and what were you saying again? Yeah. Like, as if to say, I know better. But uh, he is being very helpful towards her. And I think she's starting to realize, man, this guy's more help than I thought. Then change scenes over to Oberyn. Ah, oh, this is a great scene. Yeah, yeah. He's talking with Tyrion. And he's talking of um, meeting with Cersei, right? And how she was musing about her daughter. and Right. She was trying to curry favor with Oberyn. And, and he's... Um, the whole while he talks, I'm getting the impression that he's thinking, yeah, yeah, you're worried about your daughter. And how about... Was it his daughter or sister or... 
So it was Oberyn's sister and her children. God. So his nieces and nephews that were murdered by the mountain after and they were the rebellion. They were. They okay, were definitely. So basically, they were definitely put to death by the mountain. The mountain's the one that actually carried out the the deed. Well, oh, he says he smashed the babies against the stone wall and then raped my sister with while his hands were still bloody. Still had her blood. Now Oberyn believes Tywin Lannister to be the ultimate. He's the one who gave the order, according but, to Oberyn. But what are you saying? But yeah. since the mountain's the one that did it, obviously Oberyn wants to get his revenge. He basically starts to tell Tyrion this story. He says, you know, we've met before. And Tyrion says, I'm sure I'd remember that. And he says, I, I doubt it. You, you were, were just baby. born. Yeah. So he says, "We, you know, we took this trip with my father up to Casterly Rock um, to celebrate the birth of Tyrion Lannister, the the he says something like the evil creature that yeah they made it has been was... born to Tywin Lannister, and he says all along the on the ship there we heard all the stories about a giant head and one a eye, tail, a red, eye, a red eye and a tail between his legs and cloven hands and feet, and he said uh, we get there and they keep saying soon you'll see the baby soon, and he relays the story how Cersei actually took. Oberyn and his sister to go see the baby. He says they pulled out the the blanket to look upon this creature, and he says, "Sure, his head was a little big and yeah. his arms were a little stubby, but the best looking kid. Yeah, but he wasn't like, like they described. Yeah, no tail between his legs, no cloven hoof, no red eye." And Cersei said, "Look, he's a freak," and he goes, "No, he's a baby." So Oberyn's kind of saying like, and they talk about this after the episode where he says like, maybe they have more in common than they would have thought at first because Tyrion, even though he is a Lannister, has suffered since he was born at the hands of his own family. And Tyrion shows all of his emotion on his face during this whole... Mm-hmm. It, it's really good, the way this... Because <laughs> the way they set it up, when, when Oberyn first starts to <coughs> tell the story, you think he's going to just mock Tyrion. He's saying right. the freak and all like, this stuff. Like, what are you worth? Yeah, man? and then he's... It kind of ends on a... Common. He says, I can be your hero or something. Yeah, so then Oberyn... I think Bette Midler was singing in the background there. <laughs> Oberyn basically says, you have given me... He basically thanks him because he says, you have given me the perfect opportunity. Yeah. I've come... I came here to seek justice for my sister's execution and her children. And now you've given me the chance by demanding this combat by... What is it? Trial by combat? Yeah. I can kill the man who was responsible so what do they say on wiki about that particular scene and not to jump ahead but that right there was my best scene in this in this episode do they comment on that at all or? yeah it's a paragraph um, yeah yeah what, what are they, do, do, now do they comment on acting prowess or are they just no, talk no, about it's the, just okay. subjective like but there that, is that a was review a great where scene. they like they, they aggregate reviews at the bottom of it to tell you what Oh, like a said. reaction, but yeah, that, that the description is uh, they 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 try not to anyway. I guess they try not to editorialize. Right, yeah. it was very good scene though. Yeah, so that scene ends with him saying, "I'll be your champion. I'll fight the mountain," and you could see the relief on Tyrion's because at this point in the episode, Tyrion has basically he asked Jamie to be his champion. Jamie says, "Without my hand, I can't." Bron shoots him down. So Tyrion's basically like the two people who might have can't or won't. So he's, and it says in the wiki, a broken Tyrion admits that Cersei always gets what she wants. 
And then Oberyn says, I'll be your champion. I'll kill the mountain. It does. Okay, so they know the opponent is the mountain. They do, yeah. Does Tyrion know what kind of a good fighter? No, we don't. But you could see the relief immediately. Like, he's almost like... Like uh, yeah, his face went from that because to... he he may actually have a shot, or at least he has someone to stand for him. Facial emotions, I really like that. Mm. Reminded me of the Mash episode when Henry died in the plane crash. So that was my best scene, and then and then we go from there to Sansa, who is sitting building that uh, snow castle, like uh, right of the whole mock up of her right. Of, home. Of, of Westeros, is it? Winterfell. Oh, uh, Winterfell. Yeah, they're home. And um, that goofball Robin comes oh along. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a little shithead. The one that was nursing when he was about 14. <laughs> but that was a good scene because they, they started out with her sort of chumming up with this kid. And then he he flipped out about something. She said. Yeah, she mentioned you. you uh, he breaks one of the towers and she's like, oh, you ruined it. Now I got to remake it. And then he starts screaming. Like, like, I didn't I did ruin not, it. Just no, a little brat. And he stomps on it. And, and she slaps him. Boom. Gives him a good one. Forehand, I think. Yeah. He runs away. And then the creep, Sir Creepington, Peter Baelish comes in. Wow. But when he comes in, first of all, I love what he's dressed in. Not those. Yeah, he's always got like yeah, very he's really fine decked out. suits. But yeah, he walks in and then begins to whisper sweet nothings at a redhead saying, you were always way more beautiful than your mother. Even though he, did he really love Kat? Yeah, he did. He was, well, he was like, at least he was obsessed with her or whatever. I don't know how healthy it was. You were more beautiful than she ever was. And he winds up kissing her and it's in full view of Aunt Liza. Aunt Liza sees it. And we and we know from the previous well, I guess it was two episodes ago that she she was viewing Sansa as a threat because Remember she was squeezing her hands. Yeah, and, yeah. She she sees Sansa as a threat for Peter's affections and now she sees them kissing, which leads right into Sansa gets summoned into this. Yeah, I don't remember who, who told her because she shows up with her and then she says like the meeting was arranged, but I don't remember anybody saying that. It must have been a page or one yeah. of the so she comes in to meet with Aunt Liza, and she says, I, I saw what you're doing. And she's here. well, I didn't really, shouldn't have smacked him, I know, but being a brat and all that. She goes, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the kiss with Littlefinger. And Sansa tries to say, he kissed me. I right. tried to pull away. But this becomes a hysterical argument, and Liza grabs Sansa. They're overlooking the moon door, which is this door that overlooks this steep cliff like that they're going to throw her down she was also providing play-by-play about when a body goes through that yeah what happens to the body and so they're standing over this precipice and then it looks like she's going to throw sansa in but peter baelish comes in and says stop down yeah Yeah. stop and talk basically talks her down comes up to her he hugs her he's saying my sweet wife i'm sorry for this and all i only loved one woman yeah in my entire life. And then he says, your sister. <laughs> and he shoves her right through the your door. Your sister's ass. Yeah, that was perfect. And, and then she, she, goes she takes a long plunge. Yeah. I thought they'd be more um, like they would show how she was describing different body parts and, fly this and way. Land, and land, yeah. But they didn't it show It would have been exciting either. to see. Definitely. We can always imagine it and try to visualize in our head. Her head splatting like jelly on the rocks. And, and for the first time in... 
maybe the whole 37 hours. I, I knew what was coming. Yeah, they telegraphed that pretty heavily. We knew Lisa was heading to her death. Well, to quote the producers, Lisa is batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah they, they say that in the after episode show. She bat was good, crazy. too. She was good. Mm-hmm. It seems like the batshit crazy people, it's easier to label them as really great actors. But she she did a good job, yeah. She wasn't quite Joffrey, but she was So she was she's good. gone. Yep. Her son's still around. I guess we'll see. Oh, this. that's true, yeah. And uh, Peter and Sansa now. Sansa's in the clutches of this creepy creeper. Mm, what's going to go on there? Mm. And then next week's eight and of nine is always the really wild episodes, right? Does that hold true? I think so, yeah. I think we may get the combat or the trial by combat in the next episode. I forget. Yes, they were showing yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. And matter of fact... Um, Oberon is like coming out there and twirling that bad boy. Yeah, he has like a staff. <laughs> See, I never, I don't like watching those, those. Uh, the, they do like all on the next episode. Yes, they do. Yeah. What? I'd rather ha- see it when it comes. Yeah, home. I don't like getting spoiled like that. Which will then? Okay, so it's that'll be season four, episode eight. I believe. I don't know that that. I think that seemed like the first. Um preliminary tease that yeah I've they don't seen. do it all the time yeah. i don't know why and i think it's also a function of the hbo go streaming platform like sometimes they have the extras which they consider those little things extras they have them as part of the same file so you watch them together like tonight and other times you have to click on them separately oh, okay. i don't know what i don't know what a bug on their system or whatever the hell happened but well rick i will say this the thing's starting to grab me now Oh, yeah? Uh, it's four seasons in. Four seasons in, 37 hours. It's starting to where I'm starting to go, oh, I wonder if this or that's going to happen. And, but At least most of the characters we have down now. Yeah. Now you've been inoculated it's, by the violence. Yeah. The oh, that's nothing. Yeah, I look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of blood in tonight's episode. There's kidneys and other body parts. The interesting thing, the way they blocked that tonight. When the mountain was killing people, and they showed that guy from behind, and then you just see his all of guts. his inner yeah, yeah. <laughs> fall right down between his legs. And I'm thinking, now there's a reason they did it that way, but boy, it's freewheeling on the violence. But now I'm starting to see how um, almost um, th- there's violence, but I don't know that it's any different than the world now. Not not quite the free-reigning violence, but nasty shit that happens. And it's almost a, there's a message in there showing people that this is the way the world is, whether you want to go back to these mythical times way, way back then. And now some people are just as crazy and nasty. Most. And it's all about power, you know, money and greed and power. In fact, in tonight's episode, somebody said, well, I, oh, gold, I'll get you. Oh, when he was saying to Bron. Yeah. I, didn't he kind of say, "I don't, I don't need gold." Yeah, I mean, Bron, Bron's whole point was like, "You're asking me to kill myself, pretty much." He says, "Yeah, maybe I could take him down the mountain, but he's he's giant and he's strong oh, and he's so fast. He's, expressing he's faster a than fear too." Then. Yeah, he says, he says, I, he kind of says like, "Maybe I could. I don't know. I could try to dance around and get him so tired he can't lift his sword, but one false step and I'm dead." And you're asking me to. 
So Sirsa set up this marriage between him and this, what was her name? Began with Lawless. Is she a looker? They don't say. Oh, okay. So we haven't seen her. Tyrion says she's not your type. No, we haven't seen her. Of course, he's, he's trying to work for him to fight for Yeah, him. he says, says, oh, I wouldn't expect that. She's not your type. She's witless. And Bronn says, if I want to marry wit, I'd marry you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the um, yeah, it's starting to grab me where I'm thinking, and this Oberyn's going to be a leading uh, protagonist yeah, it's coming up. Played he's by Pedro Pascal. He's a great actor. I think he's another one that's in the... Uh, is he in Star Wars or no? I'm not sure. He reminds me of like an extra in the old Clint Eastwood movies. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And one of them guys that would wear a big long poncho and have the machine gun bullets all across his chest. I know he reminds me of something. I don't know how old that guy is. What would you say he is? He's probably in his 40s. Yeah, or, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Late 40s. So he wasn't in any of Clint's movies. But he's very good. So I can see him picking things up too now. But uh, so where do we go from there? We had... Left off with the 36 questions that Is lead there to... any uh, any Musk update that we should touch on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't he, uh, didn't he just launch a rocket the other day? And then he landed I it mean, right back on I mean, he didn't. The Earth? company did. Yeah, well. Did they do it again? I don't even know. That. Yeah, they did one on, in L.A., I think. I don't, I don't know that there's anything. I hadn't heard anything. I, th- I don't think so either. I think We're... on TMZ or something, I saw them talking about them once. They were... They feel pretty much the same way we do. He's, there was an interesting um, foray into the political arena by Pennsylvania's two famous sandwich convenience store chains. I don't know if you saw that, James. Oh, no, I didn't. Wawa gave... Geno's and Pat's? No, no, Wawa and Sheets. Ah, okay. Wawa, Wawa went to the dark side. I'm sorry, <laughs> oh. report. And Sheets. What, 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 what's, what's the... First of all, Sheets, I believe... Doesn't even begin in the western. I mean, the eastern part of the state, right? Right. I think it isn't it's it like Lancaster. Lancaster yeah, 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 yeah. I had it once. It was trash. And what <laughs> happened? How did Wawa? Sheets gave to the Democratic governor of Pennsylvania's campaign, and Wawa gave to the Republicans. Oh, okay. And how did uh, Trebek didn't do too good? I heard in his moderation of the. Uh, the debate they had. <laughs> yeah, I think he just talked about himself, like somebody. Yeah, he thought he he said he thought it was supposed to be lighthearted, and he said, "No, now I'll know for next time." I don't think they're gonna ask. And I kept thinking of uh, Sean Connery being there, saying, "Yeah, like your mother." Latitch now. <laughs> where was that? I was somewhere. Was it in Constitution Hall or something, or where was it in Philly? Oh, it was downtown. The- Wow. I didn't, I didn't know. Trebek. Trebek is 77, is he? He's old. Jeez. Yeah. Didn't he have he cancer at one point? Well, he got over that. He fell in the shower, I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> He's batshit crazy. Yeah. Many times they weren't even reported, James. That's <laughs> He joked that the only thing with a lower approval rating than the Pennsylvania legislature was the Catholic Church. don't go there the white-haired television host said wagging a finger i was born and raised in the catholic church (laughs) this sounds awesome really trebek was a catholic he is such a prick and i love it there's some good videos of him like outtakes right like similar to like snapping out oh really i think there are 
There's videos on the show where he just like roasts the contestants. <laughs> yeah. He gets so annoyed if they don't if they don't get to all the questions in a round too. He always has like a snippy little comment. <laughs> when they lose, when each question goes unanswered three or four in a row, he starts getting yeah, yeah. He starts getting annoyed. Hot under the collar. <laughs> well, we have the thirty-six questions for falling in love that lead to love. That right? lead to love. Okay. Wait, so, what? Uh, yeah, we were talking last week. You, I think you were sleeping. It must have been. I was shuffling through my many documents. <laughs> the this is papers. apparently it comes from a modern love essay uh, that explores whether intimacy between two strangers can be accelerated by having them ask each other a series of specific questions. The 36 questions in the study are broken up into three sets, which with each set intended to be more probing than the previous one. But we could start off with one. Oh, well, let's just touch on the actual thruple that we witnessed after last week's show. And then we yeah. and we were seeing what looked like the makings of thruples. It seemed like there was a thruple in the bar. Yeah, out in the wild. yeah. It was interesting to oh my God. see that whole thing. Did you, did you document it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> we should I have filmed them it. for 14 minutes. So uh, Richard Attenborough. <laughs> And now the thruple <laughs> emerges into the light of the bar. <laughs> we had a dueling piano kind of guy, although he was by himself. But he was dueling the thruple, <laughs> bucking for tips every every other song. Now, don't forget, folks. And I, I'm just saying that that uh, bowl right there is there for a purpose. <laughs> Stick your dollar bills in there. But we we were just observing this thruple that was across the way there and we couldn't figure out one we go to the bathroom and the other would they were like warming up to each other and then we were wondering if that was gonna so thruple though that term is that fairly new or has that been around i think it was only in that person's reddit post oh james was also called a snack is that oh hell yeah (laughs) my good bitch (laughs) we have to explain to my father what a snack is i was looking like a snack (laughs) <laughs> Damn, I thought you guys taught me all this new vernacular and then Oh we sudden, we cut that series early too. In fact, I could add to it if 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 we don't mind that snack. <laughs> no, not snack. Uh I, I'm pretty sure a writer or one of the people I follow from Weird Twitter is a writer on that new Sherlock Holmes show with Lucy Liu. You know what I'm really? talking about? Well, I mean, I'm only saying that based on what was described to me as a, as a plot line the other night. Evidently, he went on an extended rant about fin doms and pay pigs and incels. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's that was a perfect topic for tonight. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, that's like three topics that come straight from weird Twitter. There's got to be like somebody involved. Or somebody from Weird Twitter fucking like involved with that. Oh, oh like mining for the show. You yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. So what's what's a fin dom is the easiest probably to explain <laughs> a financial dominatrix, <laughs> and which means you hire like you just you hire them right you hire a woman it seems kind of paradoxical as I'm explaining it. <laughs> you, you hire a woman to tell you how to spend money. And they do it in like a very abrasive dominatrix-like fashion, with like, like whips and shit. Sometimes they go as far to give them like your your information. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like they have the credit card. And then... Yeah, 
and they're whipping you and all that kind of shit. <laughs> and you're well, not allowed to, yeah, you're not allowed to spend it unless they tell you. This is to me the most horrifying the, type of domination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that for you. With for my sure. obsession with finance, you did wake up in a cold sweat that one night. <laughs> Very different to femdom. <laughs> and then the pay pig is the is the subject of the of the femdom. <laughs> so the pay pig is the pe- is the payor, right? Right. The findom is the payee in a way, but in but, another but vice way, versa also, too. Yeah, right, right, and that's there's the dichotomy that makes it <laughs> such a fascinating. I actually I was looking the other day if I could apply my student loans for a findom associate. <laughs> what if she tells you so, to pay so them now off? the this guy who's that's getting kind of whipped will we'll say if it's a guy and a girl it's a really low interest rate. I think we should let this ride in the market. <laughs> He he that is the pay my... pig. Yes, he's the pay pig. Okay. The, the pay pig is I picture a sweaty, overweight, middle-aged man, but I think that's just because the pig in the name. There's a there's a podcast, another one of my podcasts that I listen to, that this comedian that they always have on that's like an incredible impressionist did Paul Paul Giamatti being finned up. <laughs> Paul Giamatti as yeah, a Yeah, that's the kind of guy I love. <laughs> Are you sure they didn't, just, they didn't just record Paul Giamatti? <laughs> it kind of sounded like <laughs> I can't do it unless she tells me to. <laughs> I have a Findom. Uh, we can use it sort of like the spelling bee. Uh, use it in a sentence. I have a uh, relationship question about Findom. Just the... the, the uh... The urban why should the urban dictionary definition of pay pig is in the realm of BDSM a pay pig is a submissive almost always male who has consented to financial servitude towards his mistress and mistress has a capital M <laughs> <laughs> as it should <laughs> so and what, what was there a third was there a third real? term because well we had already discussed it well it was incel but that that. That was also uh, in the same like rant on the episode. Evidently, the Sherlock g- goes off on pay pigs, fin doms, and incels. Oh, he talks about incels in the show. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. That's going to be the plot of the new uh, Robert Downey Sherlock. <laughs> Sherlock <laughs> Holmes Wat- colon pay pigs, fin doms, and incels. <laughs> Watson's an incel. <laughs> Watson's the villain of this one. <laughs> So fendom, and then you said there's another term that was close to that, fendom or something. Femdom. That's just fe- uh, what female domination. Yeah, that's yeah. when the girls beating you up and shit. But but a woman beating up this sort of weakling well, white guy. And so women. this is like domination, but financially. Yeah, I don't know that there's like physical violence. Oh, there's no whips at all. It doesn't seem like there's. So whips. now try. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> What she calls the guy and says, "You're gonna put thousand dollars in a bank." Yeah, really? you're gonna fucking do it when I tell you to do it. And, and then he's like, "Yes, yes, ma'am." <laughs> Here's a this, let's see if this one, this uh, relationship illustrates any of the themes of the the aforementioned Findom yeah. and Pepe. It's from Findom Prob Throw. <laughs> Wait, say again. Findom Prob Throw. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently a throwaway account to get some advice for his financial domination questions but he's a 23 year old male and he says i was in a findom arrangement with a 20 well let's say a, a girl in her 20s 
I ended the arrangement months ago, and now she's trying to blackmail me for money. She says, I'll start this by explaining what FinDom is. FinDom means financial domination, where I was the male submissive who had to pay to be dominated by the goddess, as she called herself. So there's another one for the books there. This started around May this year and didn't last long, only a couple of weeks. I'd been interested in FinDom for a while and now had quite a bit of cash to spend, so I thought I'd give it a go. I contacted a FinDom model on Instagram on my real account, first mistake I made, and we agreed to an arrangement. I didn't know Instagram would be where you would go, but uh, I digressed. Instagram? There's a FinDom community on Instagram? Apparently, That's what he, he says yeah, a FinDom he... model on Instagram. Maybe he was. this, this was a one-and-done deal. I paid her. She dominated me. I wasn't very interested in the arrangement and didn't enjoy it as much as I just seemed to be spending money and didn't get much in return. A part of FinDom I'd like to add sometimes is blackmail. We discussed this and I told her that I wouldn't like to be blackmailed as I don't want my family, friends, or job to find out about this. So no blackmail in our arrangements. When I decided this wasn't for me, I told her I was fired from my job and couldn't afford it anymore. She never replied to me. I had no money. I understood. However, just these past couple of weeks, I started receiving payment requests frequently from her on PayPal. At first, I just canceled it, but she kept sending them, so I messaged her. She told me that she had spied on my Facebook profile recently, since I was one of her most generous customers and saw that I have a job now, so I have to pay her again. I told her I'm not interested in this anymore. I won't be paying her anything. This is when she started the blackmail threats. She threatened to send my messages, etc., to my family and friends on Facebook if I didn't pay up. Now, the big problem is I'm from the UK, she's from the US, so I don't think I'd get anywhere legally, but I want to resolve this situation without paying any more money and without my family, friends, or jobs seeing my sexual activity. Any ideas how I can stop this? Oh, man, we can establish some international pay pig case law. We could get some, red letter uh, what's it called? Uh, when they, expatriation or? Ex- extradition. Extradition. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about... So how did she blackmail him? So it it seems like they were sexting, right? Like it seems like all this exchange is digital, right? So there wasn't any hitting with whips and all. No, no, no. he he was probably <laughs> they were probably messaging each other like, and he was like, "Yeah, I'd love to get spend you. my credit card." No, there's it's all None financial. <laughs> I keep getting back to that because I'm thinking, how else are you going to um, blackmail somebody? If well, because he's probably sending weird messages that are like, you know, fucking use my rewards points, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and do it late at night. <laughs> use my miles. <laughs> so she probably has screenshots of those messages. Uh, and she's okay. saying... <laughs> 100,000 Amex points. She's saying, listen up, pay pig. I'm going to send these to your fucking ink. Should I pay season. off my Chase Visa, mommy? <laughs> I wonder if I could get trouble in trouble for this. From uh, and this is from, real. This is God, real. I hope so. I want to have you explaining this to somebody. That would be an awesome thing for my permanent record. <laughs> someone, someone suggests you can simply report her to PayPal. They'll suspend her account ASAP if they find she's using it for sex work. They'll take action immediately. Another person says, I would actually consult a lawyer and see if there can be anything done about it. (laughs) Now, that's crazy. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy enough when shitting is involving sex like the furries and all that. But 
And to find them on Instagram. So I guess on Instagram, some girls are holding themselves out as a fin. I like your your interpretation of it. Too. I got fucking reward points, baby. Train those miles. Jeez. That's phenomenal. I, I wonder, you wonder sometimes how prevalent these are or if it's just certain enterprising models who are saying like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm a Fendel model. If, so, if some idiot wants to pay me to financially yeah, blackmail yeah. them, I would do it. I mean, if they needed hand, I'm a I hand model. <laughs> Findom and Femdom. Femdom. Okay, like F-E-M. That's the vanilla Femdom. Okay. How deep down the rabbit hole are we now that Femdom is vanilla and Findom is one level weirder? <laughs> Jeez. I don't know how that came to be. Like, who was that? That has to be very new, right? You think? Findom? You think, though? I, I don't know. Like, it seems like an odd phenomenon. Shined, shined light on it, maybe. <laughs> Let's see. We, let me see if I can find Yeah, I guess with there. instant transfers, it, it becomes a lot more facilitated. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, like online. The Wikipedia. <clears throat> oh, also known as money slavery. There's a wiki for, for Finland. <laughs> yes, there absolutely is. Oh, my God. It's a fetish lifestyle, in the words of wiki. In particular, a practice of dominance and submission where typically a submissive or money slave, fin sub, pay pig, Human ATM, <laughs> cash or pig. cash piggy, <laughs> will give <laughs> gifts and money to financial Dominant to have financial dominant, also known as money mistress, fin dom, money dom, cash master, or fin dom. Yeah. Cash master sounds like a new NBC uh, game show. Why are those in quotes and the others are in italics? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of strange. The relationship may also may often be accompanied by other practices of BDSM and master slave relationships like erotic humiliation, but there may be virtually no further intimacy between the individual. <laughs> wow. This is probably one of the few we've discussed where there's zero. Oh, no, I guess that's not true because we looked at a lot of the war stuff. That was all like drawings, right? Nobody can really practice that. With the with the cartoons and all, you mean? Right, right. Like I was going to say, this this is probably the only one that's like purely <laughs> psychological. Unless you're just fucking like housing a sonic stuffed animal or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which, the way things are going... <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't shock me at this point did you notice under under c also there's a there's a japanese word <laughs> omarashi urine fetish oh my god not uncommon for the slave to accompany his mistress while they are shopping and paying with their money so you could take your uh cash master shopping and she's blazing through a couple louis vuitton bags and everything and you're getting off the whole time this, yeah, I mean, if this is new, I mean, I guess it's since currency, right? But, like, this is a uniquely American form of horseshit. <laughs> like, capitalism has now the, become a fetish. Yeah, the relationship with capital has gotten so insane that, like, <laughs> in order to demonstrate your power, you have somebody dominate you. <laughs> to me, into spending this, is it. What, <laughs> this is what we've been working for since fucking. <laughs> Since the Industrial Revolution. The next evolution in humanity. 
<laughs> There's so, going to be no more trade of goods and services. It's just going to be a cycle, like a snake eating its own tail. And the Ouroboros. <laughs> people just dominating each other financially. So is is the Findom trying to help at all or no? No. Just grabbing the guy's cash and buying whatever she wants. Yeah. I'm saying she and I shouldn't. It does seem to be, even these articles are very, it seems to be very, very heavily gendered towards the cash master being female, but I'm sure there's. And um, they may also devise a minimal budget for the submissive, for the fin sub. <laughs> the cash piggy. Wow. <laughs> What's the attraction for the men? We asked a self-proclaimed submissive or cash pig to explain. Steve says, the arousal factor comes from the thought of the dom invading the personal space that is your finances. <clears throat> People measure their self-worth with their money and so utilize it as a method of psychological self-harm. Wow. Hell yeah. So it's more Tell of that just... whole mental thing of yeah, whether you're getting up in a furry costume or... So I wonder how it started and was it strictly <laughs> social media, like you said? Is that how it started or did we ever hear of a Findon... Before. There's not much on the history. Although there's some articles. Here's one from September 13th. Or sorry, September 11th of all days. Oh, wow. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. 2013. Send me a grand. <laughs> and the article is Jimmy Doyle. That's kind of strange. Jeez. Um, Your pay pig patient zero. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Doyle 69. Finn Dom 69. This has to be one of the most pricey of fetishes right Certainly. i would think <laughs> because these pay pigs want the person to dominate them, yeah right? yeah so maybe. if she says i want you to drop five grand immediately into my account yeah do, and do they get i guess or... and i guess they go oh yeah could you say that again <laughs> loudly this time wow do you have venmo or zell <laughs> God, there's all. Can, can I pay a 3% surcharge too, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, give me that ACH transfer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the near universal <laughs> availability of low cost web conferencing, it's currently revolutionizing the entire porn business and becoming more prevalent than ever. Oh, you wow. could have like a webcam Fendom. Just like telling you to fucking order shit on Amazon. Oh, instead of uh, instead of like a traditional cam girl. Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. I gotta take some notes on this. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking future, baby. You mean like George where Jetson you ain't would... got shit on me? <laughs> you, you mean where you would call this girl and she'd take a shower and now? There's some picture. Yeah, of it'll the... be like her, <laughs> your, your bank account slowly draining. Uh, they're like wearing the, the green accountant's visor with the little lamp. <laughs> I've got three of the four tests for my CPA. Wow. <laughs> I've got 300 hours left for my last one. I, um, I had a uh, acquaintance of mine. I won't say how I know this person, but. Actually, just today I heard asking this story. For a that, friend. Yeah, he was he was asking for Findom if I knew any Findom models. Uh, I said, "Check your Instagram, pal." Uh, he had gone this weekend. Had gone to this event in Philadelphia, 
uh, a Cuban night where they had like all, all kinds of traditional Cuban food and music and dancing and all this stuff. Um, his partner insisted on paying for half the bill. So she, she sends him electronically money, right? For half the, the bill at the end of the night. And in the, you could put a description. And so she put it Cuban night. He gets an email today from their bank that says, you need to verify what these funds are for. Why this person sent them to you? Does this have anything to do with Cuba? Travel to Cuba? Business in Cuba? All this, all these like list of questions. So he had to email back and say like, no, we, we went to this event in Philadelphia and, you know, it was, it was nothing to do with going to Cuba or business in wow. Cuba. But you want to talk about some, if people aren't aware that <laughs> the banks and everything have absolute insight in everything you do. And they're worried, their concern is what? I guess there's some restriction. I'm sure there's I mean, restric- we're supposed to be friendly now with Cuba. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't know what the well, details not anymore. are. Yeah, I'm sure if you put Iran money or something, it's, you know, yeah, that would be... It's been walked back quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But just goes to show you, anybody out there using those, be careful what you... Uh, there's a, a massive sports betting underworld that operates through these things, and I'm like, I'm sure, I don't know yeah. how these people feel comfortable. There were <laughs> things advertised on a couple of those betting... I think this was actually about the Sugar House, where... Bets and the uh, the commercial said bets such as will the next guy up get a hit? Oh yeah. Now yeah, that's like, that. What you do they talk call about those? Gam- Isn't there a word for that? You side talk, bets or side. You talk about something? a gambling degenerate. Yeah. You know you might be way behind, but we're going to allow you to place a bet on the next guy, and will he get a hit? This is a sensitive subject for Rick, I think. <laughs> What's the Venn diagram of? He's the probably de- getting one down right now. <laughs> yeah. What's this website? Uh, <laughs> what's the Venn diagram of of degenerate gamblers to pay pays? <laughs> oh my god, it's a perfect circle. Or it hasn't. Maybe a lot of them haven't found out about it yet, so the circle's just like <laughs> continuously merging. <laughs> it's like a solar eclipse, <laughs> slowly <laughs> moving across. And we're educating the masses, so we're doing our deal. <laughs> Some of you know, here's another article by an Amanda Ross from babe.net. Oh, that reputable journalistic institution, babe.net. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Oh, way to get a taste of this one. I'm Amanda, the editor of Babe. I went to journalism school, worked in magazines, and now I write about whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> one day, I dashed off a story about how to scam idiot men out of money. In it, I talked about a kink I'd re- read about called financial domination. And she goes on to detail her experience with it she found a popular professional fin dom who tweeted her and tried to drag her over it but her thousands of dude followers started following her and began dming her begging her to let them send me money in the past week i've made about a thousand dollars and i feel absolutely great about it suckers Hmm. wow That's a nice girl (laughs) that's an interesting we uh, thought khaleesi was ruthless (laughs) Twisting the knife. I feel I feel wounded. <laughs> this could be part of the show. Like uh you gotta you gotta have this edge to keep your clients happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't be the tender loving fin down. Well, I don't know. That's more fodder for help low our society is going. Is Something it? like this. This would be my next question. I wonder if 
if uh, if one of these pay pigs was at was at a in the normal course of his life regularly attended a therapist, right or a psychiatrist, do you think the doctor would would be concerned about this? Uh, I, I I think the doctor would be just shocked that this is <laughs> existing, unless it's more common than we're thinking. Well, let's say the doctor's familiar with it. As a as a sexual fetish, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure they would treat it professionally, just like if he was hooked on gambling or watching yeah. a girl take a shower or whatever. But what if the what if the person's just of sound mind and just says, "No, this is how I get off." I, I was going to say, <laughs> if we saw a pay pig walking down the street, would we be <laughs> would be able to visually identify this person or no? I guess um, it'd be a fun game to play. Yeah, yeah, it would. Who's the pay who's, pig or no? <laughs> Nail the tail and the pay pig, <laughs> or to catch a pay pig, we do like a Chris Hansen thing. I guess in a certain in certain segments of the population where people are attracted to to, to flagrant wealth, it's kind of a, a just a sort of twist on that, right? It's not far away. Yeah, I'm sure a professional, the humiliation aspect is. A professional would go into, you know what the root cause of this yeah, is. Yeah, why would it? Like when you And I wonder if they would do the same for a guy who likes getting slapped into balls or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the golden shower. Yeah, because when I heard that now that's back in the sixties I heard that. And people have been pissing on him a lot wow, longer than and that. I'm thinking that's <laughs> including the commander in chief. <laughs> Hell yeah. They enjoyed it, so you you, you gotta think Something is wrong there. It's no different than a degenerative gambler, I guess. But that's a but piss so pig, you're saying by the no, way. no, no room for these to uh, in a healthy mind. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I would think if you chase after that kind of thing, there's something missing in your life that you need to. Usually, if I remember from my my uh, <laughs> my time, <receiving laughs> my time in Bellevue, jobs. no, the the uh, like rudimentary psychology class from college. It's only a it's only considered a disorder or or uh, an illness of the mind if it interferes with your life. Like if you think you can't like stop it, or life. it's like right, or it's like destroying your ability to do other things that you want to do, or your relationships, or things like that. Which I imagine, if, mm. unless you just got like a mountain of cash to unload, right. at, at some point yeah, this is going to uh, this is going to converge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a regular guy. So getting pissed on doesn't become a problem until you can't go to uh, bocce practice. <laughs> once a week. It's called paraphilia, like where you can't uh, run a nation. Paraphilia. <laughs> Tell me. Oh, that's yeah. What, so what, like what? like para is in like paranormal, the suffix yeah. meaning like not right, and uh, and then philia like a love. Oh, that's like the to describe a fetish. Yeah, yeah. A, a deviant behavior, sexual behavior, yeah, yeah. Um a pi- that, the guy getting pissed on by the way is a piss pig. I think we should <laughs> we, pre- president piss to, pig. So and, and if you don't have a pot to piss in, you can't be a cash pig. You have to be a piss pig. It's like a copper clappers. A pig to piss on. <laughs> so now it's it's all sexual. I mean, it's let's, all sexual. Let's get down to it. It's it's. I would I would assume. Yeah, somewhere it's that whole Oedipus thing and all why, that. Why would you or do I it if you weren't getting around? <laughs> yeah, they're like it, I don't know. I guess there's some level of 
satisfaction, right? Is it always sexual? I guess so. You would think. Like Oedipus, remember when, was it uh, analyze this? When she, he said, what do you mean, Oedipus? Who's he? he? He wanted to have sex with his mother, and then the hero says he's a sick fuck. No, he, yeah. He's, no, he says, uh, Freud, he says, uh, Oedipus was a Greek king who killed his father to marry his mother. And then De Niro goes, fucking Greeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the poor peg pigs. Maybe there's a regular guy out there who has a little cash stashed away for just peg pigs. Just, just pay cash pig. That's it. So maybe if it's not a, uh, like, like you were saying, Rick, if it doesn't affect his, but like you would think what, these dominatrix probably get crazy and ask for large amounts after a while. Out of all of them, that seems like the most likely to have a negative impact on your life yeah, at I large. Would think. Like if you could keep the weird shit in the bedroom, that's one thing. Even the the femdoms that just beat the shit out of them, maybe you go to work with a bruise or something. You have to explain, but like <laughs> if you're becoming indigent because one of these doms is just taking all your your dough. That seems like the most likely to take you down. If you search for Findom on Google, by the way, there is an absolute treasure trove. <laughs> really? <laughs> so here's a girl's prices from Pinterest. We're on Skype, sixty dollars for an hour. That's a Daily pin. Sna- <laughs> pin <laughs> Daily Snapchat, thirty dollars for a week. Worn panties. $45 for a, you get a two pairs for that. Now that dirty seems to socks. be diverging away from Finn's. Yeah. yeah, that's Here's the, So she has dirty socks, $35 for two pairs. And then random tributes, which I believe is the Findom aspect, 20 to $40, PayPal only. So I guess it goes along with all these sort of. So in other words, for, for a pair of this girl's dirty socks, if you want $35. my shirt. Oh, okay. You get two pairs, so four socks, that's not two pairs. <laughs> I so throw in a again, fifth for nothing. Wow. <laughs> it's less than $10 a sock. <laughs> I wonder if you messaged her and you said, what if, what if I only wanted one pair? Yeah, yeah. And you they don't have to be filthy. <laughs> oh, my. It and then there is, is a uh, com. Find a sugar baby or sugar daddy mama in your area today. But I think that's separate from fin-doming. That That's like money in exchange for sex so here's their oh uh, isn't that called prostitution <laughs> yeah but they they just call it as like a a benefactor kind of thing <laughs> here's their um, about us findom is an extremely particular and exquisite form of a submissive dominant relationships reserved for the upper echelons of society who can afford to partake Conducted by a young woman in her 20s who will assert control over a wealthy established and respected man will bow to her demands and make cash transfers in exchange for minutes of her time. Rich Meat Beautiful is the playground of the wealthy and gorgeous, a specialized dating site that introduces young women in their 20s to wealthy and successful older men. Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to capitalize on this new term more than... This sounds more like a sugar... Yeah, no doubt. the meaning. Yeah. What kind of earnings? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they would call Ask a well-off older man. <laughs> wow, we went from 36 questions to find love. Yeah. I can't be happier that I was able to take us off that path. Yeah, that was perfect. 
the more unkind and disrespectful the sugar baby is, the more generous the sugar daddy will be. Wait, wait, say that again. The more this is according to this richmeatbeautiful.com. Yeah, I think we're yeah we're muddy in the water. Yeah, I think they're trying to capitalize, but they're saying yep. the more unkind and disrespectful the sugar baby is, the more di- generous the sugar daddy will be. Oh, well, there there you go. That's 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 the way of life too. You know how they say, the nicer you are, the more they're going to... So, they don't... Sign up today and let your findom flag fly. That's their final... Fucking fucking fantastic. That's that's how they they punctuate this about us. I love Uh, these alliterations. Wow. We do live in a beautiful and varied world. It, It is the land of the free and the home of the brave, that's for sure. Never, been wow. more, never felt more patriotic. <clears throat> there was also an erotic hypnosis, I think, in that. Uh, on the wiki. Yeah. The Japanese one on the wiki was about a piss pig, I think. I clicked on it. Oh, I forgot about that one. Omorashi. I wonder if I got Rick- scared because the last time we talked about the Japanese thing, you got shit out real weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just this- rely on Rick. Ricky's moderators more than you can on Reddit. So That's pretty true. Sure. That's true. Definitely. Oh, this is from having a full bladder or wetting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, this is a new one. <laughs> Sometimes abbreviated is simply OMO. <laughs> no OMO. <laughs> OMO. Is a form Omo, of urolagnia, urine fetish. Predominantly recognized in Japan. Wow. <laughs> In no which wonder. participants experience arousal from having a full bladder or wetting themselves or from seeing someone else experiencing a full bladder or wetting themselves. Hmm. <laughs> bladder desperation or panty wetting. Although a number of fetishist communities in the West have adopted the more specific Japanese language, omorashi, which means to wet oneself or literally translated leaking. Wow, I'm so glad now, we started this podcast. Was it Manny Pacquiao who drank his own urine? In, really? Yeah, in oh, training. Oh, this is a new thing, too. This is a, what is, that, is that supposed to preserve your chakras or something? That, it's like a wellness tra- thing, yeah. Yeah, his trainer claimed it was good for... I, I remember him doing that, but like evidently the the BBC put out an article like at the behest of the British National Health or something saying, please stop drinking your piss. Yeah, don't do this. (laughs) I wonder why the health field in particular is so rampant with with nonsensical, mystical beliefs like that. I think there's a lot of reasons and it gets pretty dark in that there are a lot of people that are in pain and aren't... And desperate. For a lot of reasons, given the modern medical system. Yeah, or desperate. They're just looking for anything. And sometimes it's not even the medical system's fault, right? Like sometimes there just are no known cures for things. And so, right. yeah, they're, they're just desperate. And then these fucking assholes uh, prey on them. On there and say, this will fix you up. And then, like it, the regulatory structure in America doesn't help. Just the fact that you can like, as long as you claim that the statement hasn't been evaluated by the FDA, you can pretty much say, or, or, or you use certain words, right? Like, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were yeah. discussing that. As long as you use certain words, you're allowed to pretty much mislead people into anything. And it's just like really sad people who don't need that happening to them just getting taken. Yeah. The piss one is definitely somebody that's extremely cruel because you think you'd just be like, you know, I don't know, like eat charcoal or something. Like, 
The, which I think might be another one. I don't know that I just made that up. Uh, which one? Eating charcoal. Yeah, yeah, I've also heard. Oh, I've uh, heard that for nausea or something, right? Yeah, I think that's real, though. I was thinking, right. If you have like yeah. a little bit or something. So, like, what you're chewing on a briquette or something? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean like pills. That. But yeah, no. These it's it for a lot of reasons that some that are within the control of regulatory agencies, and it's uh, like absolute disgrace that they don't do anything about it and the others just for like medicine hasn't gotten around to figuring stuff out yet like you'd rather not get addicted to a fucking opioid if somebody tells you you drink your piss you'll feel better maybe you try yeah yeah <laughs> you give it a shot that is that is much preferable to getting addicted <laughs> well any final thoughts here what do we what do we uh cover we covered pay pigs cash pigs cash masters fin subs fin doms Piss but pigs. no 36 love Piss questions pigs. if you have any questions or concerns comments um, or some financial stuff yeah if you want us to financially dominate you we are certainly open for that because the hosting we're open to broadening great. the umbrella into male it's better to be pissed off than pissed on i just want to it is the absolute official position of in the lines then that we are open to be fin doms you can reach us at in the lines then podcast at gmail.com that's in the lines then podcast at gmail.com i want to say buenas noches to our fans in argentina thanks so much pay me daddy (laughs) 